You're not in this story. Yeah, well, we're making it up as we go. Welcome to Making It Up As We Go, a Destiel fan fiction anthology podcast. We're making it up as we go. I'm your host and reader, Nerdy Nerdenstein, but you can call me Katie. The story is ours now. You can't have it back. Please be warned that this podcast can and will depict explicit sexual content and is not intended for young audiences. Hello and welcome to episode 8. Today I will be reading Real Slick Dean. Chapter 7 and 8. Written by Triliath. The pertinent tags for today's story are Alpha, Beta, Omega Dynamics Nodding, Rutting Lots of semi-dubiously questionably consenting sex, sort of Fuck or Die Masturbation Rough Sex Shower Sex A Side of Feelings Mostly Plotty Porn Omega Dean Breeding Kink Fertility Issues, Alpha Castiel, Mild Discussions of Lack of Consent Between Cass and Dean, Background Character Depicted Being Raped by Criminals in Chapter 1, Castiel is a Special Victims Cop. If you are able, please go to the author's AO3 story and give comments and kudos to them for sharing this with us. The link is in the show notes. This will also be posted on AO3 as a podfic under my username, and the link will be in the show notes as well. Chapter 7 When he wakes again, his whole body aches. It's not a pleasant ache either, except for his groin. That part is decidedly pleasant. He blinks his eyes open and focuses on the sight of Dean riding his lap in slow strokes as he slowly jerks himself off. The lights in the room are dim, so it takes hardly a moment for his eyes to adjust. He wonders momentarily if this means it's nighttime, but then realizes it might just be a concession to him sleeping. Somnophilia, he says, voice sounding dry and gravelly. Dean's gaze flashes up to his face, half-grin crossing his mouth before it splits back into a moan. Oh, hey, you're awake now. He pauses for a moment, but can't seem to resist moving over Castiel's dick again, too far into it. Uh, and yeah, somnophilia a little. Sorry. I'd have asked first. He grunts as he rides back again. But technically you started it. He says with a breathless laugh as he continues stroking himself. I'll have to take your word for it. 
Castell replies wryly. Dean laughs again, but he doesn't retort, too busy fucking himself on Castiel's cock. Castiel just lays back to watch, plenty content to let him continue, since there is literally nothing he does not like about what is happening. He's close, given the unevenness of his strokes and the flush of his cheeks. His cock is straining hard up from his lap, glistening faintly and swollen a darker shade than usual. He is so hard. Do I make a good dildo, Dean? He asks, amused. Dean curses, hips stuttering at the words. His cheeks flush wildly red, freckles staining out in the dim light. Encouraged, Castiel lifts his head a little to lean up on his elbows. He concentrates on staying still and just soaking up the sensations. The gorgeous sight of Dean working himself up and down in his lap. You like that, don't you? Having me there, hard for you. Just waiting for you to use however you like. Dean moans, dropping back harder now, core muscles shaking with the effort and the closeness to his peak. At this rate, Castiel won't be far behind him. Do you like fucking yourself on to me, Dean? Your own personal alpha toy? He asks, feeling his knot tighten further so that each thrust catches a little on Dean's rim. Son of a... Dean groans, riding harder against the knot, catching it half the time and not slipping past. Yeah, my own alpha toy. He rocks forward to a new angle, bracing himself with a hand on Castiel's chest, grinding his cockhead against the tight planes of Castiel's abdomen. Come on, Cass. Be a good little alpha and not for me. With a request like that, how could he possibly refuse? Castiel bites his lips against a moan as the blood hits his knot all in a rush, swelling it to full size just as Dean slams past it, locking him in. He fights to hold still as the orgasm hits him, sending gushing swells of semen up inside Dean. That's right, Dean gasps, spilling himself into his own fingers as he rides up hard against the too tight swell. My knot, all mine. Castiel groans, unable to resist twitching his hips up to blow a second orgasm through as Dean spurts again onto his belly, arm slipping down off Castiel's shoulder with the motion till he's half lying on him face pressed against his neck as the last tremors shake their way through his cock. They both lie there, catching their breath for a few moments. There's no drifting this time. They're both awake now instead of ready for another nap. Hey, Dean says finally, pushing up onto his elbow so he can look down into Castiel's face. Hello, Dean, Castiel replies gravely. And then they're both laughing touching affectionate hands to each other's nearby body parts, greeting the morning or evening. Whatever time of day it is, Castiel has no idea, nor does he care. So, what about you? Hmm? Castiel asks, stretching slightly to reach a bottle of water and hand it up to him. The sleep sex, Dean says as he takes the offering and pulls the cap open with his teeth. How's that land on your kink list? Castiel gazes at him, 
and then slowly quirks a smile. Well, I certainly enjoyed waking up to that. As for the other way around. He sips the water in turn when Dean puts the nozzle to his lips. I've never tried it, but I would. Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure the rules of kink roulette say that you have to try anything at least once. Dean points out indignantly as he sets the water aside again. I didn't realize kink roulette had action rules in addition to truth ones. Castiel retorts, laughing. He tilts his head, eyes flicking down to Dean's lips a moment as his hands curl around his hips. But in that case, is that an offer to let me avail myself of your sleeping body? Dean flushes, clears his throat. Uh, yeah, it is. He shrugs away the embarrassed arousal at the invitation. Hell, at the rate we're going, we might just have to trade off so we can get some shut-eye in between. Castiel agrees with a sigh and a lift of eyebrows. It's rather intense. I would certainly have expired by now without your help, Dean. Thank you. Dean shrugs, looking away with a pleased smirk. Hey, it's not like I'm not enjoying the hell out of it. Hmm. Castiel agrees, tightening the hand on Dean's hip momentarily. They sit in silence for a moment, but it becomes clear that neither of them are sleepy enough to nap. Castiel tilts his head, drawing Dean's gaze again. How shall we amuse ourselves this time? Embarrassing childhood stories. Some sort of game. All I know are drinking games. Too bad alcohol would be a terrible idea right now. Never have I ever, maybe? Though that's just going to devolve into more kink roulette, isn't it? Castiel laughs. At least it's rather useful at the moment. Dean laughs his agreement, then hesitates for a long moment. The easy conversation is caught, hitched on whatever is crossing Dean's mind. Castiel watches him intently, their eyes held in line with each other for longer than is polite. They stay there for a span of several breaths. Dean's fingers tighten faintly, where they've settled against Castiel's ribs as he blinks, coming to a decision. So, speaking of kink roulette, Dean says, eyes drifting back to Castiel's mouth. How do you feel about, uh, kissing? His heart stutters in his chest. Oh, he could say he enjoys the sensual and sexual act of kissing very much. He does. He always has. But that's not quite what Dean's asking. He hopes that's not what Dean's asking. At least he thinks he does. Everything is a little too messy and complicated in his head right now. I don't know. I've never kissed you before. Castiel says carefully looking up from Dean's mouth to try to read Dean's intentions in his eyes. It's a risk, but his fantasies and emotions are going to be a wreck after this regardless. Well, Dean says, voice rough. I guess that means we have to try it, right? He swallows, disbelief and bone-deep need tangle in his throat. At least once, Castiel replies. Those are the rules. 
Dean flashes a grin, but it fades quickly as his eyes track over Castiel's face. He takes an abortive breath, then carefully lowers his head. Dean's lips are dry, warm when they touch his mouth. Softer than he expected given his gruff exterior and calloused hands. The kiss is gentle, chaste to start with, genuine. It's unexpected and almost painful how soft it is. Castiel isn't naive enough to think that he isn't going to be unduly influenced by his two-year fantasy of the softer, more romantic connotations of having Dean's most intimate scent at his disposal. But he also likes Dean, finds him funny and refreshingly blunt at times, but sweet at others. He's proven himself generous to a fault just by being here instantly worthy of respect by being someone Ellen calls family and proving it again in his dedication to his brother. And, of course, breathtakingly attractive and sensual beyond measure. He could no more turn Dean away now than he could will himself out of his rut. But that's not what hurts. It's that it's Dean who's kissing him. No two-year fantasy to spur him on just what they've been through together these past few days. It almost feels like he's drowning the way Dean's face looks when he lifts his head. He looks truly vulnerable for the first time Castiel has ever seen. So, what do you think? He demands, cheeks flushing hot. I think it's perfect. Everything. Too much, in fact. It's definitely making my list. You? Dean licks his lips. Uh, yeah, mine too. His eyes are a little wide, tracing over Castiel's face. No masks or walls drawn down over them. His lips part again before he says, But, um, we should probably try again, just to be sure. I think that would be wise, Castiel replies gravely. The next kiss starts out gently, but doesn't stay that way. Very slowly, the pressure increases. Lips part and heads tilt. Tongues quest forward and breaths are shared. It doesn't devolve into making out. It's still kissing, slow and languid and exploratory. Though he's nodded inside Dean's body, this is the most intimate thing they've done. From that point on, when they're not sleeping or fucking, they're most often kissing. And it's not at all about a kink. Chapter 8 at one point he wakes up not to the rush of rut or the teasing touch of Dean, but to the sound of quiet voices. When he sits up, bleary-eyed, it takes a moment to register that Dean's not with him anymore. Anger swells faster than reason and he lurches to his feet, stumbling around the corner to the door. But Dean's there. He hasn't gone. He's got his robe on and is talking to Gabriel in hushed tones. Gabriel's head goes up when he sees Castiel, and a warm smile spreads over his features. Hey, Cassie, 
Whatever Gabriel sees on Castiel's face has him adopting a faintly submissive posture and taking a judicious step back from Dean. It's enough to have Castiel's possessive instincts settling a bit as he walks over, better when Dean glances back at him and smiles, moving towards him instantly. Castiel still wraps his arms around Dean and presses himself tight to his back. So, you want the good news or the bad news first? Gabriel says cheerfully, though he's clearly in doctor mode and not friend mode at the moment. Castiel lifts an impatient eyebrow. Gabriel makes a face but obliges. Bad news is that it sounds like your ruts aren't winding down much at all. Dean's been timing things for you. Castiel looks at him in surprise, and he just shrugs easily. Habit. He supposes that makes sense if Dean helps with Omegas managing their heats. Your rut is coming every two hours, which is only up by 20 minutes from yesterday, and your knot is still staying 40 minutes, give or take a couple. At this rate, the decline curve tells me it would take weeks for you to normalize. Weeks. Castiel repeats flatly. He sighs heavily and puts his forehead down against the back of Dean's shoulder. I won't survive weeks. No, Gabriel agrees. Then there's no point in trying to put Dean through that. Castiel's arms tighten reflexively around Dean at the thought of letting him go. He turns his face in against his neck and breathes in his scent. He sighs. Dean, he says quietly, drawing in another breath of him. You've been so generous and it's selfish to ask, but I hope you'll forgive me one more round. I'm not able to let you go right now. Hey, no worries, Dean says, clearly worried. Castiel nods, grateful that he's had this much so much more than he'd ever hoped. He turns his face away, stands back from Dean as much as he can, though he never quite separates them. After that, you'll go with my eternal gratitude. Dean makes a confused sound, brows narrowing. Castiel turns to look at his friend. Gabriel. If I could trouble you to ask Balthazar to get started on the coroner and to bring me a stretch of rope, he knows the kind I... No way! Dean blurts at the same time that Gabriel snaps. That's not what... Before he can protest further or Gabriel explain, Dean is twisting in his grip and marching him backwards to pin him against the wall. What the hell, Cass? No. No fucking way. You are not going to off yourself. Not on my watch. Anger sparks in his chest as he shoves back at Dean, furious and painful at the dismal ending he faces. What is the alternative, Dean? You'd have me die slowly then. You want me to suffer. I want you to fight. Dean snaps back as he grips Castiel's shoulders, fingers digging in hard. His eyes are bright with pain, with an older loss. His voice is rough as he repeats the words again. The anger drains out of Castiel then. They really know so very little of each other. 
though in some ways it feels as though they know each other's very souls. Oh, Dean, Castiel says softly as he lifts a gentle hand to brush over Dean's cheek. A tear slips down Dean's cheek when he does and he catches it. Dean, I'm sorry. Whoever you lost, I'm so sorry. Dean turns his face into Castiel's hand, squeezing his eyes closed as he bites back a shaky breath. Castiel kisses the curve of his brow, then rests his forehead against Dean's temple. But this isn't the first time I've been faced with my own mortality. Far from it, in fact. I've always believed there's no shame in saving the last bullet. I've never wanted to go slowly. Please don't ask me to do that. There's a moment of silence as they stare at each other, but then Gabriel is clearing his throat pointedly. Anyway, as I was saying, the good news is that it's not accelerating anymore. Being with Dean is helping, so we've probably still got a little while to figure this out before you kick it. I'm not out of ideas yet, so, you know... We can just keep on keeping on. Oh, Castiel grimaces. Dean's mouth opens, then closes, and then he turns and lets go of Castiel, huffing an incredulous laugh as he scrubs his palms over his face. I just need another blood sample, and then you two can go back to fucking like bunnies for a few days before we actually need to have the whole ropes and last bullets conversations he says with a mocking air-quote motion as he stoops to open his medical kit. Dean is still angry, still upset. Castiel doesn't even have to scent the air to know it. But he doesn't walk away. He thumps back to lean against the wall beside Castiel instead, touching him shoulder to hip, even as he glares in the opposite direction, jaw clenching. They remain silent as Gabriel draws more blood and then takes his leave, promising an update soon. When the door cycles closed again, neither of them moves for a long moment. Dean, he begins. But then Dean is cutting him off with an angry kiss. Hard and desperate as he curls his hands around Castiel's head, pulling him close. He doesn't want to talk. That much is clear. Castiel isn't going to deny him this, not after everything. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to fight anymore, and if Dean wants to kiss him instead of talk, he'll take it. His robe gets discarded again, the set of his jaw hard and unyielding even as he mouths his way into Castiel's. Dean guides him back to the bed with slow, blind steps never once lifting his head. He kisses like he's parched to the bone and Castiel is the oasis, even though it's the other way around. He presses Castiel down onto the bed, onto his back, just like the first time. When he finally lifts his head to climb astride him, Castiel just gazes up at him, saying nothing, leaving himself open to Dean's needs. Dean's face is still tight with anger, but there's pain there, too. Longing. Need. 
Dean presses their bodies tight without mounting him. He kisses him again as he rocks his hips against Castiel's growing erection. It's a slow, intent motion, dragging the first hints of fresh slick that slip between Dean's cheek over the heated flesh of Castiel's length as he plunders Castiel's mouth with just as much intensity. Eventually, when they're both achingly hard, Dean lifts his head again, strokes his fingers through Castiel's hair and just looks at him, burying himself in his eyes as he gazes down at him. Castiel nods minutely, even though he's not sure what he's saying. Dean returns the gesture, and it feels right. It feels important. Dean lifts up, shifting his hips in position over Castiel's straining cockhead and maneuvering him expertly into place without hesitation. He frames Castiel's face with his hands, looking down at him for a long moment, thumbs grazing his cheekbones. Then, slowly, he sinks down over Castiel. It's surreal, this intimacy. They've done this so many times now he's lost count, and yet it feels like the first time when Dean tips his head back on a deep, quiet sigh as he bottoms out in Castiel's lap, made it as deeply as he can manage. They stay that way for a moment, holding each other with a quiet tension. Then slowly, Dean rolls his hips, creates the literal friction to match the metaphorical roughness of their intersecting edges. Castiel carefully gets his feet under him so that he can thrust up into Dean. Not for the force of it, not to fuck hard up into him, but so he can meet him halfway. So they can both ride up together. Dean lets Castiel help hold him up, lets him hold him steady while he uses his core to roll through the thrusts instead of his whole body to bounce over them. He lets Castiel move with him instead of against him. It gives him the freedom to run his hands over Castiel's body, to touch, to explore, to tease at his nipples and scrape blunt fingernails down his ribs to drop his head and suck a mark into the meat of Castiel's shoulder, to frame his face for another deep kiss. When Castiel pulls Dean tight and curls a hard arm around his back, Dean doesn't resist. He lets Castiel turn them over, lets him lay Dean back on the bed so that he can take his turn, driving slow into him, exploring his body with careful fingers and rapt eyes, he doesn't add any new marks of his own. There are too many already. But he touches each one, anoints it with a kiss where he can, reclaims it from the wild alpha, and makes it his, Castiel's. When he looks down at Dean's face again, his summer green eyes are open to him, steady and perhaps a little afraid, a little longing. He thinks his own must be the same. He puts a palm low on Dean's belly, wraps the other around his length. Every stroke into his body this time is about Dean, not Castiel. Every touch is about sharing this moment with him with as much purity and honesty as can be managed. Dean never breaks his gaze, 
not even when he comes, breath hitching silently. Castiel isn't far behind him, and once that's done, once they're bound together again, he lowers his mouth to Dean's and finds him meeting him halfway. Thank you so much for your support. You can contact me on Twitter, Tumblr, or by emailing me at makingitupaswegopod at gmail.com. As always, thank you so much for listening.